In the Psalm of David, it is written, He hath given his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Man's best friend. What is it? Who is it? If we search sacred scripture, the lives of the saints, we find our answer. St. John Bosco, the beloved founder of the Salesian Order for the training of children, of boys. One day he was returning home late. He often had long days because of his apostolate. He worked in the streets chiefly of Italy, and in his time there was a multitude of young boys, and they were abandoned and often exploited by those corrupt uh, men in charge of businesses and so forth. Well, he began to take them in. He would entertain them and then educate them and teach them the Catholic faith. And he, at length, in a short time, really, he got a great following. Many boys, they loved him, and they were becoming good citizens and very good Catholics. Now, because of that, the government of Italy, which was Freemasonic, they became very jealous of St. John. And they saw him, rightly so, as a threat to their power in the future because he was training the next generation to be good Catholics. So the, the Freemasons, in their circles, they had condemned him to death. And they chose some 12 men to execute this order. As a result, St. John, he, came, he had many attempts on his life. And some of them, he barely escaped. On this one night, he was particularly anxious because it was later than his, he was wont to be out. And he was trying to reach his, his home, that is the oratory, in, in northern Italy, in Turin. <clears throat> and he tells us as he was walking down the street, all deserted at the time, while well, he suddenly saw this great big dog. In size and appearance, it looks as though it were a wolf. And at first he was quite scared, thinking this dog may attack him. But as it approached, it showed all the signs of friendliness. It, wagging its tail, he, the dog put its nose in his, the palm of his hands and licked him, and then gently pawed at his cassock. And for the rest of his journey that night, the dog stayed at his side, his faithful friend. But when he reached the gates of his oratory, where he was staying, the dog vanished. From that day forward, every time Don Bosco was out late, this hound appeared, and it would go with him to and fro. He finally named this dog Grigio, that is, gray because of its fur coat. One of the boys at the oratory who who saw this dog describes him for us. He says, I saw a large, strong-looking beast. It made me think of a wolf. He had gray fur and a big head. His ears were straight and pointed, and he stood a little over three feet. He was quite a big dog. 
One night, Don Bosco was making his way back to the oratory in the company of a friend, and they walked together for most of their journey, but at a certain point, they had to go their separate ways. St. John, knowing the dangers that are in those streets, he, he commended himself and his friend to our Blessed Lady, and then he said a prayer to his guardian angel. And no sooner did he do this, and he, Regio trotted upon him. But at the sight of this dog, his friend, who had never seen him, was quite frightened. Don Bosco tried to assure him, no, he is my friend, Grigio. But his, his companion, unconvinced, began to throw stones at the, the dog, and he struck him several times. However, the dog failed to react. It seemed that it did not pay any heed. They, this man, seeing he was wandered at this dog, and he followed Don Bosco all the way back to the oratory, changing his course, and he saw that the dog suddenly disappeared. Now, Grigio, he would not merely accompany Don Bosco. He actually saved his life several times. Don Bosco himself writes about it. One dark, rainy night, I was returning home from the city. Avoiding the desolate and lonely places, I chose the more conspicuous road. At a certain point, I realized there were two men in front of me. And when I slowed down, they also slowed down. I then tried to go around them, but they stopped me in the way, and suddenly they threw a cloak over my face. And I struggled to free myself as they tried to gag me, and I could not shout. And, and at that moment, when all hope seemed lost, Grigio came to the rescue. He came, as Don Bosco describes him, growling like a bear, and he sprang with his paws toward the face of one of them and his fangs towards the other. Soon enough, these two men were overcome by the dog, and they, their own lives were in danger. And so they cried out to St. John to call off your dog. The saint, he did so. He called him, and immediately he left and was back at the saint's side. And these two criminals, they ran off, and our saint continued his journey safe and sound with his faithful friend. Many times this dog, Grigio, he was seen even by the boys at the oratory, and he would even play with them. They all grew to love him, and loving their, their founder, St. John, they had a very special affection for his dog. They noticed, however, to their in great surprise, that unlike other dogs they had, this dog never ate anything offered to it. Sometimes Grigio would keep St. John from even leaving his house. On one of evening, because Don Bosco thought there was some important business that came up in the city and it was late, but he felt he was obliged to go. His mother, Mama Margarita, she was living with him at the time. She tried her best to convince him it's too dangerous and it can wait, but he was bound and determined to go on his way. 
Well, calling a few boys, he left the house, and as he arrived at the gate of his compound, there lay the dog in the gateway. He was quite confident now, saying, well, Grigio will be my protector. I have nothing to fear now. Well, to his surprise, Grigio began to growl at him. And as Don Bosco, he nudged the dog lightly with the tip of his shoe, and he growled a second time. He tried to climb over him, but the dog would not allow it. And as he, his mother, hearing this commotion, she came out and seeing what was going on, she jested with her son, saying, my dear son, the dog has more sense than you do. I wouldn't go out if I were you. And so, forced to stay, he did. And he heard some days later that there were many men at the house at the end of the road, at the edge of the city, who, were, who had sworn to kill him, and they lie in waves. It would not be far-fetched to say that a faithful friend such as Grigio, well, he would be our own faith, most faithful friend, our best friend, if we had one. The Catechism tells us, however, we do have one, and far greater than we can even see in this, the image of Grigio, because God has assigned to each of us a guardian angel. And unlike Grigio who came and left, that angel is always with us, very close to us. <clears throat> so what is an angel? The Catechism tells us it is the most noble of God's creatures. Angels are intelligent and purely spiritual. They do not have a body. They have, however, in the ages, throughout the ages, appeared in the form of a body in order to be seen by men, often in the form of a, of a man clad in white, sometimes as animals. Why did God create the angels? Well, for the same reason he created you, to know, love, and serve him, and to enjoy with him happiness forever. The angels have, also we know, obtained this happiness, the good angels who were faithful, and they see God face to face. We, however, we are still on the way. And God in his good mercy has therefore assigned these angels, a specific one, to each of us from the time that you are born into this world. And they remain, that angel remains with you until you enter eternity. Some reflection on your own experiences in your life will convince you of this truth. For example, if you consider um, all those times that you have come close to serious injury or even death, and you escaped by the, teeth of your, by the skin of your teeth, can you really attribute all of those occasions that ended in your favor to chance? Angels are given to us not merely for our bodily protection, 
but also, and more importantly, to protect our souls, to guide us to heaven. But as with our Blessed Lady, who has told us herself, so also the angels. They are often prevented from helping us as much as and as often as they would because of our negligence. We fail to ask them for help. The Catechism of St. Pius X, and it is written in there that his own, the saint's counsel, that we should, he says, practice a particular devotion to our guardian angel. He says we should honor him, we should invoke his aid, follow his inspirations, and finally be grateful to him. How can we honor him? The most natural way to start would be to get to know him. And you can do this by reading the scriptures. There are hundreds of examples of the angels in their interactions with men, sometimes feeding men when, man when he is hungry or protecting him from danger or telling him or advising him on his walk in life, as we have in the story of Tobias. You can also think of him, at least from time to time, to remember him. He is real. He is with you. When you are alone, well, you're really never alone. You can also teach others about the angels. That's an excellent way to honor them, and especially for the parents. It's, very, it's a very good practice. It's very, it impresses the children when you show them those occasions that happened to them when they could have been in great danger and were spared. It was really their guardian angel that was helping them. Now, of course, any sort of devotion to the guardian angels begins, before we can try to honor them, by hating sin. Why is that? Because by sin, if we love sin, if we live in sin, we shut out the angel from our lives. We will never hear their voice. And this brings us to the, another point of St. Pius X, follow his inspiration. Now, when you sin or are in the occasion of sinning, your conscience should goad you. But you also know, we know, that the angel, your guardian angel, is in unison with your conscience on those occasions. If you heed that warning, then you have listened to your angel. And your angel will be able to, he will be encouraged to also speak other things, positive things. If you do not live in sin, if you are habitually in the state of grace, well, when you perform those good actions that come to mind, or you act on those good thoughts, you think of those good thoughts that are presented to you and you dwell on them, you are, you are also listening to your angel. And the more you do this, the more you are faithful, the more he will speak, just like any friend. If you ignore them, they will begin to be quiet. Finally, we are asked to be grateful to be grateful to our angels. 
And there are many ways you can go about this, but one in particular would be to, well, thank them when you reach your destination on a journey, when you are about to go to sleep, you have reached the end of your day. Think of him and thank him for all he has protected you from. A lot of things we will never know until we enter eternity, just how much he has done for us. But you can start to thank him even now. But the, be the best, the greatest way to thank him, to honor him and invoke him, your angel, is to do it at Mass. In the Mass, if you pay attention, the angels come up quite a bit. In the Gloria and Excelsis Deo, that is, they intone that song on Christmas Day, the beginning of our salvation, because they were happy for us. In the canon of the Mass, after the consecration, the priest bows low and he prays that this, speaking about the, our Lord himself on the altar, that the angel take it and bring it before the throne of God as a most pleasing sacrifice. Saint Raphael is said to be the one to do that because he did that as we have an account of him saying himself in the book of Tobias, presenting our prayers to God and making them more efficacious, more powerful. We also have in the preface of the Mass, where we, are, we join in spirit all the choirs of angels who see God and praise God eternally. Now, the angel, our guardian angel, truly, he is our best friend. And what sets him aside from other friends you may have is that he can be and is always with you. Pets come and go, and so also do people. They have, sometimes we have to go our separate ways. But the angel, he is all yours, and he is always with you. And he will be with you, we all hope, praising God for all eternity in heaven. May God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.